I want it done. I told him pre-Valentine's Day is our busy oh, time. That, I mean, there that's, are other... that's, that's okay, Mary. But there are people waiting. Uh, Mr. Barish, if you'd like to uh, to come inside. Uh, Mary, if you could take care yes, of Mrs. Yes, of course. Wu, uh, goodbye, Mrs. Mm -hmm. Wu. Uh, now, the, uh... The first thing we need you to do, Mr. Barish, is to go home and collect everything you own that has some association with Clementine. Anything. We'll use these items to create a map of Clementine in your brain, okay? So we'll need uh, uh, photos, clothing, gifts, books she may have bought you. CDs you may have bought together, journal entries. You want to empty your home, you want to empty your life of Clementine. And after the mapping is done, our technicians will do the erasing in your home tonight. That way, when you awake in the morning, you find yourself in your own bed as if nothing had happened. A new life awaiting you. What do you mean, you like to watch? I like to watch. I'm Don Hall. This is Donnie Smith. And this is the I Like to Watch podcast. The podcast that asks the question, hey, Donnie, what do you think of the SAG after settlement? <laughs> Housekeeping. <laughs> no, thank you. Sleeping. Housekeeping. You come back in an hour. Housekeeping, you want towels? Want towels? Need sleepy. Housekeeping, you want men for pillow? Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of. So, uh, you know, I'm not thrilled. Um. You know, I, I, I don't fucking care. I, I solidly voted no. Uh, um, I think I made that clear last time yeah. talking that I was definitely at least leaning towards that. Um, the uh, several hours worth of, of, of town halls and Q&As and shit that I watched um, didn't really sway my vote. A lot of the reading that I did didn't sway my vote. Uh, you know, I did say last time that I, I did a lot of reading about, uh, specifically for the AI stuff that was in there. I did read, uh, a lot of other things as well. Um, you know, the dancers and things like that didn't really like, okay, I get it. Like, that's cool. I'm glad they're getting protections. Um, yeah, I don't think background artists are getting protections. You know, the, the, the whole residual thing is fucked up. Uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about that, that kind of streaming fund you you said you did some some yeah i read i read research into that i i, 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 I was, what your perspective is well that. i was i yeah. was i was reading a little bit about and, and you know that's what they're calling it the robin hood fund and what's mm -hmm. really interesting is um the criticisms i i don't I, again i don't know the specifics but what it sounds and you can correct me if i'm wrong what it sounds to me like is it's and i don't you know i don't really have a problem with it 
is is that this is a full on socialist thing where it's like you know the the the, the top are going to make a bunch of money and then that streaming fund is going to just cover everybody but based on performance am i wrong that's what it sounds like to me that's correct. yeah 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 you know and so 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 it's sort of like it's sort of like socialism but only if you win well and also only if the streamers actually we, it, release well that's the thing is they're not really what performs there's not a, it's kind of mushy about yeah what yeah, what what, it's, what it's are the metrics working. what are the metrics yeah, there's a, there's to like say a 90 day there's yeah. a 90 day window like uh, from the time that something is released uh there's a 90 day yeah, window yeah. where they can kind of uh, uh tell sag or tell us I, I don't know who the fuck they're telling yeah, um, tell somebody something, quote unquote performs or not and that was one of the major sticking points for a lot of people because they were like these are fucking studios these are conglomerates these are major corporations they're not what's gonna... stopping what's stopping them from being not reporting it in yeah days? It, it, well and and, and that, that there's they're no gonna report it on day 91 there's zero and enforcement and it's sort of like, like saying no. okay it's sort of like saying all right we don't fucking trust you because for the last Let's just say 15 years, you've been fucking us seriously up the ass. We don't trust right. you. Okay, right. so let's get an agreement. Okay, we'll trust you this time. It just doesn't work. <laughs> no. like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll I, trust you I, now. I know, they didn't do anything trustworthy. So. And there was something that I, 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 I got turned on to from a, a different friend. Um, it's a going forward... Actors on a handful of series will derive a bonus if 20% of yeah. 20%, excuse me, of a given streaming platform. Oh, no, excuse me. Let's write that. Going forward, actors on a handful of series will derive a bonus if 20% of a given streaming platform's subscribers watch it within 90 days. That's the issue yeah. we're kind of talking about. Right yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. On this issue, SAG-AFTRA surrendered all down the line, reducing its demand from what it claimed was a $500 million share of streaming revenue to this miserable $40 million bonus plan. The $40 million, by the way, is to be distributed among hundreds or thousands of actors on whatever may or may not be. Yeah, that's, make, that's what makes it the Robin Hood fund, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, I was just reading today, the two CEOs or whatever their fucking yeah. titles are for Netflix are each getting $40 million up. Yeah. Well, it's sort of, 24. It, like, I, I guess that's my issue with it. Call, and, and I understand why what? they're calling it the Robin Hood Fund because that's what they, because they want it to, that's good it branding. It sounds good. It's yeah. good branding. Yeah. But the reality, sure it's reality. It's like, hey, we're going to distribute, we're going to take from the rich and redistribute it to the poor. But hey, how about if we just take like a little bit from the rich? <laughs> Yeah, it's a. Like, I would, you know, I guess Robin Hood fund sounds better than Popper fund. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, Robin, what the it, fuck. Yeah. You know, one of my big things. Uh, I texted you about it the night that the vote, yeah, yeah. excuse me, came in, and you know, thirty-eight percent of the union turned out to vote. Now, according to SAG's own website, they represent somewhere around a hundred and sixty thousand people. Okay, so that means about. 61,000, I'm not, I'm not a genius with math, so forgive me, do the numbers yourself, but that means about 61,000 people voted, actually voted. That means about 98,000 people fucking sat on their ass and didn't do shit. Well, that's and, America. 
That's America. Well, uh, dude, I, yes. Welcome yes, to the world of American democracy. Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I popped off to a couple friends and said the same thing. You know what? You don't want to fucking vote. You don't want to participate. How about move to a country where you don't get to fucking vote and see how you like to turn out? See, my person. Uh, how you like I, what you get? I, I would, know. I, I would know. never say move to another country because I don't like where that goes. However, no, what, no, I, what, you, what, what I will say, yeah, yeah. what I will say is if you choose not to participate in the voting, then here is a healthy steaming bowl of shut the fuck up when you want to bitch about that's, things. That's fair. That's it. That's I don't, fair. I have and no problem if you decide, if you decide you don't want to participate in the system, but if you decide not to participate in the system yet enjoy the benefits of the system, the very least, and I mean the very least you can do is shut the fuck up. So some 78.3% of ballots cast by SAG-AFTRA members were cast in favor of the agreement, 21.7% in opposition. The turnout of the union membership was 38%. In other words, some 28% of SAG-AFTRA members actually voted to support the agreement. Yep. So 29% of people get to determine everything for everybody else which is, just doesn't seem like welcome I, to you know, american democracy it's that thing of like like we talked about it's that thing about like we've talked uh, last time a couple times this thing about representative democracy right so like 29% i think i think i misspoke i said 28% 29% voted in favor and and it's like i you know that gets to determine it for everybody else just because other people didn't show up or here i was listening to npr the other day and kim masters is the i, I don't know if she's the editor-in-chief of hollywood reporter um she's, she's pretty big up in the hollywood reporter and she's uh on npr she has her own show yeah uh, um and you know she's big in the industry she even said i am a member of sag after and i didn't vote because I don't ever work under those contracts. So that's another interesting thing, right? Where you are part of a union, like, and I, I said this about uh, before I even heard Kim Masters talk about it. I said, well, SAG and AFTRA, which is the American Federation of Television and Radio Announcers, they merged with SAG a bunch of years ago. There was a whole vote on that. I did not vote for that merger to go. It's through. a bad merger. I it's thought a bad they idea. Should be two separate unions. Okay. And um, I even said, I'm like, well, what right do I have as a, 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 a film actor, a theater actor, which theater is obviously separate than, you know, fucking SAG after I've never been on TV. I hope to be one day. Anyone listening, please put me on TV. Um, what right do I have to vote on contracts for npr or kcrw or wgn or i i'm not in that world i will more than likely never be in that world i have no understanding of their world and their contracts what right do i have to vote on it right yeah, which so is fair the the rub being if you're part of a union you're part of a union you get to vote on whatever you want yeah you know so yeah it's 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 it just feels shitty because i wanted this this was this was uh, and and by all accounts uh, all media all sag accounts this was an historic uh, situation with this strike right combine it with the wga strike right everything that and all the other union strikes happening this past summer right it's it, it's a pretty historic thing 
And for such a low amount of people, low turnout to vote on something, a moment in time that is historic, I just, it blows my mind. And I know you're going to sing the song again, the, demo- the democracy I've already done it twice. I've, it. I've already I done it well, twice. Well, three yeah. of comedy, so I was waiting for you to go there. But yeah. Uh, I'll it, wait until later it's, on. It's, it, there'll be some conference. Okay. While we're talking about the well, movie, there'll be an opportunity, and I'll sing sure. it then. <laughs> it just, yeah, it just, it really, it really stuck in my ass. Like, what does it take to get people involved? Like, what does it fucking take? Everyone out there was striking. People were doing it. There were, you know, so many people everywhere. I just, like... I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. And it's not even who voted yes, who voted no. That's to me, at this point, it's beside the fucking point. The vote is in. It's passed. It's ratified. It's codified. Yeah, fine. Yeah. It's the amount of people that fucking just like sat on their asses and didn't do shit. It just, I don't know. And, you know, some people say like, well, maybe some people just weren't informed. There was plenty of information out there. Get informed. And I'll say that about American democracy. Like, there is plenty of information out there to form a fucking opinion. And, Get involved, or like you said, shit don't go your way. Shut the fuck up. Cause I yeah. don't fucking hear about it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That, that, yeah. Then my perspective is pretty. Yeah, on that is pretty simple. Is it mm. is the system is well, right now? I'm working on a piece uh, for the ape uh, that is effectively striking for jobs that won't exist in ten years. Um, and I, and I and I don't you know and I think there's it's like it's like the AI thing man the genie's out of the fucking bottle uh, okay so it is literally yeah. you're talking about protections for background actors um, it is it's it's just literally a matter of fucking time no. before that entire thing but before, before that yep. is an industry yep. is completely gone yep. the genie's will, out of the they bottle will hire f- they will hire five of them and then make or they then they don't even need to hire like, five of them uh, but kind of like just what we talked about right like. It's kind of like Lord of the Rings. Uh-huh. We were we're gonna hire we're gonna hire a hundred people to play orcs and fucking elves and, and whatever then, the fuck. And then digitally and then recreate it's gonna look like fucking hundreds of thousands in a fucking frame. Yeah. And you know they, they have these you know this this quote unquote protections and and blah blah blah. It's like there's no fucking way you're gonna see your face in something that's that's exactly. less than an inch. Well, I've the done the size on a screen. The, the, yeah, like I, you're never going to be able to bring a suit well, and, to say And to be honest with you, that was I've, me. I've done I've done some uh, extra work in Chicago for television, right? Um, right. And I did a lot of it for a while. I mean, I was I was on a lot of. But one of the things that I it's, thought was really cool. funny was it was it out of out of at least out of at least let's just say seventy different times that I I could I, I knew what I was wearing. You know, and if, if I watched mm-hmm. it closely and if I watched the Chicago PD close enough, I could see me in the background. But the fact is, it was usually blurred or, you know, because mm-hmm. the focus was on the actors. There's like mm-hmm. three times where, oh, there is a really clear shot of me. Right. And I, and I, and I took screenshots of all three <laughs> yeah. because, yeah. you know, it's like, okay. It's fun. So yeah. It, yeah. Well, it's fun. And, but the reality is, they don't need. They don't need me. You know. They don't need me yep. in those shots. And anybody. Yep. You know. You don't. And and AI is yep. is over. So so literally, we're striking for less and less. You know. What I'm reading about all the strikes uh, from the newspapers. Newspapers are going the way of the fucking dodo. And so yep. these these reporters are fighting for their lives, but it's really only fighting for like five more years. 
Well, and it's already happening because what did you guys just talk about? Sports Illustrated had some, yeah, yeah, they some they got busted recently, because right? yeah, because yeah. they 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 got caught. Yeah. They were they had a whole bunch of articles that were just written by AI and it's, attributed yeah. to. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's already happening, and it's just it's just it's going to make it that much harder to fight in two two years or two and a half years, whenever the next contract is up. It just well. And that's for everybody. It's not just for SAG. You know, it's it's just going to make it that much harder if you don't get the protections now. You don't get the language, the specific language, yeah, in the contracts it's, now. The, well, the thing is, even if the language is right, it, this a lot of this is the union of lamplighters mm. being pushed out by electricity. That's exactly what it is. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I guess my only beef, and I've, I've you, you've said this with me before, and I, I've heard it on the ape is you know, literate ape podcast as well i guess my only kind of uh not my only but one of the things that makes me bristle about that is like if we look at the population of workers when there were fucking lamplighters versus where we're at now and the amount of people about to be displaced from their jobs now you know or horse carriage drivers i think you mentioned once yeah or whatever the fuck like you look at the amount of people that were displaced then versus the amount of people i mean i think the most recent one there's like 700 times more people on the planet so it makes complete sense that there would be more recent ones well and one of the more recent ones honestly is cab drivers with the the rise of uber and lyft and rideshare right so (sighs) that's 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 actually pretty recent that's what the last 10 years years, 10 years you know so I mean, if we want to look at something like, where did all those drivers go? Oh, I bet a lot of those fucking cab drivers just ended up buying a car and working for Uber and Lyft and whatever the fuck else is out there. Yeah, you know? I'm making, I'm making um, far less certainly, money. Uh, from what I understand in certain cities, it's certainly a lot cheaper than trying to get your badge. Oh, yeah, yeah those medallions. Those medalli- your car. Well, medallion. Medallion, yeah. Well, that, that yeah. Medallion, medallions are something that's specific to, like, I want to say, like, four cities. It's not right. like New every York city. Sure. New York, uh, uh, Chicago. I'm Chicago sure. does. Chicago, I'm pretty yeah. sure Chicago does medallions. I am pretty sure San Francisco does medallions. I think, and it always seems, you it know, seemed but gatekeepery. It's well, gatekeeper. Well, it is gatekeepery. It's it's a right. union. That was the thing that the their union, the cab drivers, whatever their union's called, that's what they negotiated. It's like if you didn't mm-hmm. have the medallion, if you didn't buy the medallion, you were not allowed to be in the union. That was sort of union membership, and so that right. worked well. Then somebody came along uh, in, with the Uber and and lived, and they said, "Fuck you, we're going to go around your thing," right. and right. all that again. It's you know. And, the, this is the thing that I'll say, and it's funny to me because I, I I did mention this on uh, the Apecast for one of the things I wanted David to read that I recommend mm. to read is, and it was really fascinating because this is uh, the guy who's sort of the head of the green movement in some foreign country. Um, but uh, one of the things that he had been he, he he acknowledged was he he was working to displace whole communities like destroying towns because they were entirely based their their entire economy was based on fossil fuel and that the mm. only way for that process to go is those people 
were going to lose their livelihoods. No, ch- mm. and, and 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 it was a, a case by case, like like whole towns of thousands of people completely devastated from the the chief of the police to the fucking kids going to school. Everybody was put out. Why? Because they mm-hmm. decided that the good thing for the planet was that we're going to go this direction, which means the only way this is and. And what I liked about it was he doesn't, this guy was not like, I, you know, he felt bad for all these. I, I think that the, the, the grand total was, you know, like 200,000 people in his country that went into immediate, like, like within two weeks, poverty, total poverty. And while he felt bad for those people, he did not feel bad for the change. And well, can, that's I ask a question. That's well, an interesting perspective. When you look well, at it, is you can feel bad for the people that are losing the jobs, but right. the, but is the change a more positive thing well, in the long what, run or not? It, it's what I would say about coal mining, right? Yeah, or or yeah. drilling for oil, right? I would say the same thing too. But I, I I wonder what your perspective is on, you know, what is the responsibility of the person making the change to then. Uh, I don't want to say subsidize, but somehow uh, re-education, subsidization, uh, why is there no responsibility? You say the guy doesn't get, he's not a Bond villain. Okay? No, he's no, like, he's not. He's not doing that. Like, he feels bad. That's fine. So then uh, my thinking then is, well, what, 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 was, what, what responsibility? You had this great mind to come up with a new uh, technology or a new way of doing things what responsibility do you have then to help those people that you're then going to displace? You know what I mean? Like, is there, do you, your opinion, like, do you think there's a responsibility? I, I, my opinion, I think if you're going to come up with something like that, then I would hope I would want there to be some responsibility on your end to then either re-educate or at the very least subsidize during the process of taking everybody's fucking livelihoods away. And, I don't and, know. And I think my opinion on that is historically, I mean, I, do I think, do I think, yeah, should people that are, are displacing these for whatever reason, should they feel responsible? Sure. Can I make them feel responsible? No. Can I legislate no. their responsibility? Probably not. Um, yeah. What I, what I can say is uh, it, it, it's something that, it is a weird argument, but you know, if we, if, 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 uh, if Edison, um, had to make sure that every lamplighter was compensated for being replaced by an electric light bulb, he wouldn't have invented well, a fucking light bulb. And then we, and then we'd still be, well, we'd still be having horse shit in the streets. And, yeah, you know, that's I mean, fair. that's, that's the thing, you know, so it's like, I get, I, get it. I, 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 I will say that that, uh, just my opinion. I think that that might be a false equivalency, because because only because only because you're talking about Edison, who was not a rich person to begin with. Com- no. you know what I mean. Like he. Okay, we're not talking about that. We're 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 talking about the Elon Musks, the the CEOs of of major corporations that are displaced. They do have the money. It's not it's not one person Edison saying, I gotta take care of all the well, lamplighters. Fuck I gotta and, cut a check. And, and so and so Donnie We're talking about ultra okay. rich. And, and, and yeah, exactly. And I know why the ultra rich don't do this because because the thing they first want of all great 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 grandchildren to have well, and out. and I think that and I think that's a completely reasonable thing. You want your daughter to have, 
Do you want your daughter to have, if you make something, Donnie, if you suddenly yeah. get into a movie, you want your daughter to have the benefit of that. And if you're, and if you, if you're, if you say, no, I don't, she has to do it on her own two feet. You're lying. What I would say no, is, no, no, no. Yeah, no. what I would yeah. say is, what I would say is, and, it, and it's, it, to me, it's always sort of the, uh, it's it's what, going back to the SAG after Robin Hood fund. It is <laughs> it is it is it is the weird problem that we have is that we nature is a destructive force always has been. It, I mean that's just it's just a destructive force. That's what nature does. Is it destroys things and then rebirths other things through the ashes. That's just nature. Humankind technology is a part of nature. Absolutely, because sure. human okay. beings are okay. part of nature. And I would say, and what I would say is, if you want an Elon Musk, for example, to compensate people that he is displacing, then you got to put a fucking cap on it. Because here's the problem. Everybody wants some. And, and here's the other problem. Everybody wants as much as Elon Musk does. Everybody well, does. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you on that. And see, I, and, I, and, I, and when and you've I got that, that that's the there's problem. no, there is no end. The biggest problem. It, 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 there's no end to how much money you're going to try to bleed out of somebody every, that they every, don't have for their kids because you feel they have a responsibility to make sure that everybody. And 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 I'm not saying one way or another. That is a weird place for us. It's not necessarily. There's no easy answer to it, but I think nature every is destructive and it's what it's going to be. Sir, every influencer on social media wants to be a fucking Kardashian. Mm -hmm. And like that to me is the problem. And I think let's, let's do a nice little segue here. I think, well, what, uh, one more bit of, of, of news. I fucked up last time. Uh, Yafet Kodo is the yes. actor in Live and Let Die, not Bernie Casey. Uh, Bernie Casey played Felix Leiter in the Bond spinoff, Never Say Never Again, uh, the one that my dad recommended back yeah. in the Thunderball episode. Um, the first black actor to portray the character before is Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, okay? yeah. So yeah. I just, I just, just I'm going to make that clear. That's real housekeeping. I think that's why I really wanted to have this segment. Yeah. And then it just became like fucking Hollywood news. Yeah. Which is fine too. It's cool to talk about it. Well, we've done, about, um, we're, we're done with yeah. this. We're done with the strike. Well, well well, yes, and I'll, it just as a segue, I will say this. Jim Carrey once uh, had an interview. I have not found it to, to get the exact quotation from it, but there was this thing about, I, I think it was for Man on the Moon. I could, maybe it was a different movie, but the studio was arguing with him about how many millions of dollars he wanted to be paid, right? And ultimately, he did get his ask, Let's oh, yeah. It was $20 million. It Let's was $20 million. $20 million. It was $20, $20 million. million dollars, yeah, okay? yeah. They wanted to pay him 10 And he said, fuck you. I'm not doing it. I want 20 They ended up giving him 20 And then somebody asked. They said, well, well why? And he, he ultimately, he said, honestly, where I'm at at this point in my career, there is no difference between $20 million or $10. I'm not going to feel, personally, I am not going to feel a difference in my life between 20 or $10 million to get paid. I'm just not. The difference is these people are going to make a shit ton more than $20 million off of me. So fuck them. I want to get paid. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I, I think we talked about it a little bit with the Scarlett yeah. Johansson thing with yeah. Disney. You know, at first I bristled and then I was like, you know what? Fuck that. Disney makes billions of dollars off of fucking people's asses Fuck you. Pay them. Pay them. So, anyway, that segues into uh, tonight's movie. Vamanos, senor. 
<laughs> I, I had a really nice time last night. Nice? I had a, the best fucking night of my entire fucking life last night. <laughs> That's better. This is weird. To all patients of Dr. Howard Mearswack, my name is Mary Svivo. We've met, but you don't met, remember but you me. Don't remember me. I worked, I worked for a company, for a company hired, hired to have part, part of your memory erased. erased. I've since decided that this is a teaser ad or something. And in order to correct this, I'm sending everyone's file back to them. My name is Clementine Krasinski. I'm here to erase Joel Barish. What is this? I don't know. He's boring. Is that enough reason to erase someone? I've been thinking lately how I was before and how I am now, and it's like he changed me. I feel like I'm always pissy now. I don't like myself when I'm with him. I don't like myself anymore. I can't stand to even look at him. That pathetic, wimpy, apologetic smile, that sort of wounded puppy shit he does, you know? What are you doing? He's not doing anything. The bloom is certainly fucking off the rose at this point. Are you screwing with me? No! You Joel, are screwing with me. Joel, I'm not! You clearly are! Look, okay, let's just, just take a minute and... Uh, my pick is, uh, and this is, a, I'll be honest with you, originally we were going to do Dogville, and neither, right. not, neither of us could actually get a, a yeah. copy of Dogville. Um, I did end up getting it, but the day oh, I texted you, oh. the fucking thing showed up in my fucking mail. Okay, all right. I, and I was like, there's no way Don's getting it if I'm just well, I could. I could. Well, I, I wasn't going to get, uh, I was going to get digital media, and I found a way that I could watch it, but with commercials, yeah. but that's okay. I've already seen yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. so we went We went with a different one, and it, uh, yeah. it was the first thing that came to my mind. This is, I will tell you that this is one of my favorite films. I've seen it dozens of times. Um, I really love this film, he, except that very much like the Fisher King, mm -hmm. as my circumstances have changed mm -hmm. in life, the the tone and and tether of this particular film yeah. has changed over time. Yes, I'm talking about 2004's Michael Gondry's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Uh, for those yeah. of you... As Michel, a, yes, Michel, whatever. Um, um, but uh, yeah, Michael, whatever. Uh, deal, deal with your shit. Anyway, um, but no, the thing I think is, for those who've never seen it, which if you haven't, you should, uh, effectively it is uh, uh, about a man who falls in love with uh, a manic pixie dream girl. And uh, at, and, and, and at one point uh, they decide to break up and she he finds out from his friends that she has erased him, that she has gone to a doctor for a, a procedure where all of her memories of him have been erased from her brain. And he gets so angry that he's been erased, he goes to the same doctor and says, I want her erased from my brain. He goes through the procedure. In the middle of the procedure, he decides he doesn't want her erased he decides this is not the right choice and half wakes up and then the journey is how does he keep her as they are erasing her from his brain how does he keep her how does he not forget her and 
And yeah, and, and that's, I mean, it's a fucking, it's so good. It's so Charlie Kaufman, so nuts. Um, I love this movie. Uh, let me give you, I will give you a couple of, uh, a couple sure, of sure, sure, yeah. Go, pieces. Go, go. Yeah, yeah, I'll, get, go. I'll, get, I'll give you a couple of pieces. First of all, um, one of the things, and I just got to, I just got to, I'll, I'll deviate real quick, then I'll come back. <laughs> In like 2005, this was 2004. So this mm-hmm. might have been 2006. Mm-hmm. But when I was the director of events for WBEZ, we did an event at Northwestern University um, that was about science and movies. And what we did was I found uh, five of the top scientist professors at Northwestern University in cutting edge technology. And I had them pick one movie that they thought either demonstrated absolutely that this thing that they've put in the movie (coughs) is scientifically sound or Mm -hmm. absolutely no fucking way is this ever going to (laughs) happen. Batshit insane. So like, so for example, I had uh, one of the professors who was, uh, he was a a geneticist um, who was actually like a a consultant for Gattaca, that movie. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He didn't pick a movie. He picked CSI, the whole CSI thing. And basically wanted to say, none of this shit can happen. This is all, you're right. On the other hand, we had a woman who was a trauma expert and uh, she picked Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. And her conclusion uh, was that, yes, at the, and this is got to be, you know, what is it, almost 20 years ago, almost 10 years ago. She okay. said that, yes, they currently had technology where they were using lasers to eradicate trauma from people's wow. brain, brains. So this technology wow. was totally possible. So that's mm. the first thing. All right. Sure. Sec- second thing. Um, like I said, I loved it in 2004 when I saw it. Um, Joe Barish is not really anything like me with the sole exception that there's one line he says in the very beginning of the film, which if you have, if you've not watched it, I'm going to spoil is actually oh, the, fuck it. Go is, watch, stop. Is, is the Go end of the, the film. Come back. It's the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah, fucking yeah. film. Anyway, <laughs> the beginning is the end. It's a circuit. It's a Mobius strip. Right. Anyway, um, yeah. he's, he says to himself, why do I fall in love with every woman I see who shows me the least bit of attention. And I went, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That is totally huh. fucking me. That's totally me. Huh. Um, huh. And I loved it in 2014 because at that time I had met my own Clementine. Um, she had the, the, the drinking, the adolescent need for rebelling against the simplest of rules, like not breaking into people's houses, the constant <laughs> hair changes, the clothing, the slightly manic depressive mental gameplay, the undiagnosed but almost patently visible borderline personality disorder, the ongoing challenges to her partner with this unspoken caveat that if he didn't play along, he was somehow deficient, this sort of faux mysteriousness, the hypersexuality. I had met my Clementine and I was completely mm. like Joel in fucking love. And then for those spoil alert, I wrote a book about it. Yeah. Uh, my Clementine got to Vegas with me and became a prostitute for two and a half years, unbeknownst to me. So, so the, the last time I watched it before this week, uh, was April of 2023 and I did not want to watch it. Okay. Cause right. I kind of, cause I kind of knew, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this, mm-hmm. you know, because it ends 
very hopefully. It ends with them realizing they've tried to race each other. They have successfully raced each other, but then they find each other and they find the tapes they made saying why they rate, why she erased him. And it's fucking, it's so fucking brutal, but they decide, they decide that they're going to try again anyway. Now, what I, what I will say is in 2023, April, um, it's a different story. It's not a love story for me. It, it, it's a mm-hmm. fairy. It, it's like the first time I saw it, it was like this fairy tale in the happy ending variety. Now it's like a fucking Grimm's fairy tale where the entire purpose is to scare the living shit out of you so you don't do the thing. You know, it's like, that's what Grimm's fairy tales are is don't go into the fucking woods because you will be eaten by a fucking witch, you know, shit like that. Okay. One of the things that's very interesting is that the (laughs) film, the film ends with Joel and Clementine fully aware that they're destined to break each other's hearts and they know it and they decide to keep trying to embrace the inescapable fate of future heartbreak with a shrug and a simple, okay, at the end of the screenplay. Mm-hmm. But not the film. We discover that Mary is still working for Howard, who's very, very old, and that's a whole side pre- side story we can that, talk about too. The whole B story, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that Clementine has had Jolie erased from her memory at least fifteen, 15 times, times over the decades, yep. and so. Yep. It is a very different film. I still find it amazingly enjoyable. I no, love. It's- I love the mental play. I love the logic of it. Tell me what you think of Eternal Sunshine. Of the spotless mind, I think it's a beautiful, quirky film. I think it's 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 one of those. It's it's on par with, and this is not one of my selections, but it almost was. It's on par with uh, like Punch Drunk Love. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 it's, and I don't even want to call them damaged people because I, I will call them damaged people. I'll call them damaged people, but I'll call it uh, with the qualification that I truly believe we are all damaged. In very similar ways. I think we all just want to be loved. I think we want to be accepted for who we are. Um, I, I think it's a beautifully shot movie. Oh, I boy, is it nice mu- to look I at, think yeah. The, the music is gorgeous. I think the acting is fucking solid. Um, just like filmmaking-wise, I think this is a beautiful, um, unique uh, uh, kind of uh, like a, a like a capsule story. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how anyone could make a derivative of this without it just being complete garbage. Because this is so, it, 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 it's so. It's a one and done. It's a one and done. Yeah, and and and, and just a, a, a lot of the filmmaking techniques used the the forced perspective, the in camera work, uh, the lack of CGI. Um, but what, what, what CGI might be there is so subtle that you'll be watching this intense emotional scene between two people and maybe not even really notice what's going on in the background. Uh, I, I'm, sp- I'm speaking in terms of, uh, there's one point where they're, they're arguing, uh, uh, Joel and Clementine are arguing in a bookstore. And at first there are, uh, there's like, a lot of bookshelves behind them and you'll see some spines of books but mostly white like the books have been turned around and then slowly throughout their argument all of the books turn white the spines yeah. are gone because they're being erased as or as the the, yeah. the the camera is panning with them down the aisles of a book the category cards on the top that say we would say like thriller or horror or, or whatever 
those just like disappear as they walk by or the the, the melding of the, the melding the faces kind of like yeah the eyes are gone and the lips and the noses are it, gone but well, still a flesh-colored mask the thing i think is like, amazing oh, man, about what so you're talking good. about well what i think is amazing about what you're talking about and and i think it is it's super subtle and and again i've seen it dozens of times so i really have taken the time to kind I've of watch literally those only those. seen this movie three times now. okay so just, but but yeah. what i think is amazing yeah. is there are so it, you know, that, I had uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine saw this movie and didn't like it, and 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 he said, "I I can't understand where he's in the when he's in his dream world. When he's in his, I said, it's not dream world, but when he's. I said, if you look at this movie, it is very clear when he's awake, when she's awake, when he is in under the thing and kind of having his dreams erased. It, it, it's it's it's, it's very clear when he is." under and in in dealing and and what makes it clear what makes it clear is exactly those moments because in almost every scene when he is under trying to save uh clementine from being erased you see little and it's details they're just there Mm -hmm. things are disappearing because that's what they're doing they're erasing the memory when you're watching the regular time when he's not under but both before and after um those things are happening. It's it's. There are also stable. there are also clues, right? There's lots of clues. Continue to watch. Now it may be confusing at the beginning, and for mm-hmm. me on a rewatch because I have not seen this movie in probably, I mean, at the very least ten years. Yeah, definitely yeah. longer than ten, but at the very least ten years. Um, it was a little confusing in the same way that your your friend mentioned, right? And so I was looking, and then I did get to rewatch it. Half of a second time. We'll get into that later. That's uh, my bitching with streaming. But um, there are clues, right? There's the clue about the giant uh, scratch on the side of Joel's car, yep. right? Yeah, we see that scratch just already there at the beginning of the movie. We don't see how that scratch happens until about I don't know halfway, three quarters through the movie, mm-hmm. where he like pulls out of the parking spot and hits the fire hydrant. Okay, and then you do have. And I, you know, I, I give a full credit, obviously, to Gondry for this because, like, he knew that the story was whacked out yeah. in this way, right? That it's so, a like, Mobius strip. The yeah. idea, the idea of Clementine's hair color changing to reflect certain moments of their relationship, and not only that, but certain seasons of their relationship. So yeah. I just jotted down a couple of things. I don't know if these are right or wrong, but I just kind of jotted them down just because I, like, I kept seeing that happen. And that's what kind of was fucking with me. It's like, well, wait, her hair is red. Now it's bright red. Now it's kind of like faded orange. Uh-huh. green. Like what the fuck is going on? Um, so I jotted down a couple of things like um, burnt out oranges uh, fall, right? That's the late stage of their relationship. Uh, the bright red hair, uh, uh, is like full happy memory. Okay, yeah. Summer. Um, green is spring when they first met. Okay. In, in Montauk. Right. Yep. Um, and then blue is, uh, uh, winter when they're broken up or haven't met yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the filmmaker puts these clues in there. I love it because it's not overt. It's not slapping you in it's, the face with 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 metaphor or message. It, 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 it assumes you know? it assumes the audience for this film are not fucking morons. It assumes well, well, it assumes I, you know, it assumes that we will find that we will understand it because he doesn't have to he doesn't have to beat us over the head with it. He just has to leave us breadcrumbs. We'll figure it out, and we do figure it out upon multiple viewings. And so no. this to me, and the, well. 
Well, hold I on, would Don, disagree. Don, Don, but, Don, I mean, Don, for me, Don, 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 you're a smart guy. All right, right? that's fair. I don't know that everybody is that smart. Okay, I'm certainly. I didn't get it, and I've seen the movie. Like I said, I see. It, I saw it twice before this. Once in the theaters. Um, it's been a long time. I didn't get it initially. Okay. Um, oh, so I. I don't see, know. So I don't know. But yeah. Okay. To, but this is one of those movies to me that really. Uh, it, 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 it's what our podcast is about. I like to watch. Why do you like to watch shit multiple times? Fucking movies like this, where you're not, maybe you didn't pick up on that symbolism the first time around. Maybe oh, I'm, you didn't yeah, pick I'm up, sure. I, maybe you yeah, didn't, I didn't pick, pick up, up on, on the, the hair colors the, the first time I saw it. No, well, I did Maybe you didn't pick up on the different timelines the first time around, right? The I first time around, did. you watched the movie and you just got this crazy, fucked up love story about two broken people who really wanted to be together and then really fucking hated each other so much that they wanted to erase each other, but then really decided that, you know what? We, I really do love you, and I fucking love you too. And you know this is going to happen again. Yeah, it is. Fuck it. So what? Let's do it. And and maybe that's your and that, and well, it's fine. And you're going to get that. The, the thing is, I, I I will I will to to denigrate my intelligence as uh, prescribed. <laughs> Um, I will say that the first time I watched it, no, I can't say I saw all of the gradations of this kind of stuff. But I did sort of like the sixth sense. Um, I figured out about. I want to say probably three quarters way through that the beginning was the end. I, 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 I had already figured out that that it took me, I mean, because it takes you on a journey, but once I got enough clues or whatever, I realized, oh, that wasn't the first time he met her. That wasn't when he met her. Sure, that was sure. after she was Look, erased. You, and I went, oh, and then when she says, meet yeah. me in Montauk, as she's being devoured by right, time, right. I went, right. I'm Look, right. That was great. We also, saw, we also saw Pulp Fiction fucking eight years before it, this movie, it, it, Exactly. It's so really it's really fucked with your sense of dead, time dead, yeah. and space in a fucking movie. Like, John Travolta's dead. Why am I seeing him on a toilet in Bruce Willis's apartment? Like, exactly. It, you know, so filmmakers that are able to do this kind of thing now, right, which I don't know that I, I actually would love to hear or to see someone do a deep dive into when was linear story broken the first time, right? Like oh, that, that would be an interesting fucking dissertation to read. Yeah. When was linear filmmaking story broken for the first time, right? I'm not going to say it's Pulp Fiction because I doubt No, it, it but, was not Pulp Fiction. Um, but you know, this is one of those movies. I'd argue, I, I'd argue Citizen Kane's not linear. So that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Well, I mean, the minute you use flashback in a movie, it's not linear. That's so. what I'm saying. That's exactly fair what I'm enough. saying. So. Fair enough. Yeah. So, you know, I, yes, there's a lot going on in this movie. I, I, you know, I love how the structure plays with uh, just kind of this, like the, how we all would treat uh, a relationship post-mortem. Right. That moment, that moment where uh, Joel goes to see Clementine again in the bookstore after she's had him erased and he treats her like a, does she treats him like a total fucking stranger? Yeah. Dude, we, we have all 100% yep. done that at some point in our lives. Even if it's not treating you like a stranger, it's very much like, oh, hi. How are you? Yeah. Nice yeah. to see you. Like just very cold, nothing. I, I'm, I'm basically meeting you for the first time again. Hi, yeah. how are you? Nice yeah. to see you. Whatever the fuck it is. I, I love that. Um, I think it's, it's really fun how it plays with the, uh, the, the notion of what initially attracts us to someone, uh, uh, quirkiness, 
extremism, whatever it might be, is the thing that could eventually be criticized and fucking bemoaned uh, towards the end of a relationship. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that quirkiness that, you know, that all of that, and, you know, you've gone through it, that I have. that kind of shit gets fucking old. It gets old unless you're like, no, I still, I still dig it. Or, you know what? I love so much more about this person. I'm willing to fucking, like, I don't care that you leave your socks on the couch at the end of the night. Like, I, who or, cares? Or, you know what I mean? like, or you just agree <laughs> that you will not have any personal dignity left at all in your body, and you will just accept whatever bullshit is thrown in your face and kind of accept that. And it's it, what I let, again, and I will go back to this now. Um, there are a couple movies. Fisher King is, is sort of my, that, I mean, that is the, that is the movie that changes its meaning to me every time I watch it, depending on it's where I'm at. Rorschach. It's, yeah, a it, it's a Rorschach. Yeah. It's a, it's a literal Rorschach for me. Yeah. That's um, amazing. This, this one is definitely that same sort of Rorschach when it comes you know? to my relationships and sure. my failed marriages and, 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 and the desire to um, erase those, you know, and, and it's, it's an interesting thing because, uh, I can't remember. I, I don't remember if I was talking about Bob, but, uh, we were talking about this movie and talking about the, the whole concept of erasing and, and why, um, it seems so easy for me to just discard these relationships, lose all the pictures. I mean, that thing, the, the thing that's amazing about this movie is before I saw this movie, this has been my process of ending relationships. I mean, all the pictures are gone. I don't have any pictures of my first wife. I don't have any pictures mm -hmm. of my second wife. I don't have any pictures of Dana. They're gone. Sure. I got right. rid of all of them. I don't have pictures. I try to get rid of as many things that they bought me that remind me of them. I erase them as close to the Joel Barish. I do my best to erase them. Mm -hmm. And 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 one of the things that uh, I can't remember who it was, he was like, do you regret marrying Dana. I said, yeah, absolutely. I said, I don't regret marrying my first two wives, but I absolutely sure. regret marrying Dana. I okay. said, and he said, he said, if you could, if you could go back in time and erase that decision, would you? And I said, no, not a chance. And he said, what do you mean? He said, you were, if it's the thing you regret, why would you not want to erase it? I said, because while I may regret it, the experience has taught me things that if I did not keep those memories, if I did not keep that, I would not benefit. And I would be just like Joel and Clementine, not being able to experience and understand how it made me feel and just go, all right, let's just keep giving it a go. 15 times she erases him. It's like, well, I want to learn from that trauma. I want to learn from that experience. And if I don't learn, why did I do it? Well, and I think that's the kind of hopefulness of Kirsten Dunst's character in this mm -hmm. film is that she does break out of this. <laughs> Joel, yes, Joel and Clementine could, like the original screenplay you're saying, yeah. be in this cycle. And that was just 15 times in that screenplay. Exactly. If I if I understand that correctly, it could have been a Twilight Zone episode where it just keeps going. It's 15 times by the time we saw it. Yeah. It, it could, could be, be a thousand times by the time yeah. they die. Who mm -hmm. knows? They could be 80 years old, 90 years old, meeting a, meeting each other on that train to fucking Montauk. Yeah. Or yeah. On that beach party. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think if there's a hopefulness in here somewhere, it is Kirsten Dunst's character kind of breaking out of, of uh, that cycle. And maybe... Uh, helping other people break out, which is why she's sending all of their information but, back to them. But that's the know. thing. She's doing that. But again, in the end of the screenplay, 
Mary mm-hmm. is still working for Howard. Right. You know, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, and yeah, so yeah, he yeah. keeps doing it to her. But not in the movie, but in the screenplay. No, in, in the screenplay. But what I think yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, with you know, with, yeah. with great power comes great responsibility, which is kind of what we were talking about with this hag after it conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. is yeah. that, that, that if you have the power, that's the thing about humans. If suddenly we had the power to erase our memories, then what we would do is we would take Ozempic and never work out again. And so we'd be, thin. well, and it's what, it's what's interesting. And it's only alluded to in the movie itself yeah, a couple yeah. of times. There, there are different moments in the screenplay, I guess, where it, it would have been more in depth, but the movie is not about mm-hmm. Lacuna, the company who was, and I love that this company is not, um, it's not Erasure. It's, yeah. it's not the company in David Fincher's The Game. Yeah, I, in yeah. this high, this high tech, high towered fucking skyscraper, flashy suits, whatever. It's it's, it's like going like to the a DMV dental office. Yeah, in a yeah. fucking strip mall somewhere. Yeah, like, that's exactly. I love that. Like fuck, dude, it's so it's smart. So also, that 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 quirky thing of like uh, every time uh, the phone rings and she's like, uh, Kirsten Dunst is like. Oh no, that that deal expired at the new year. We're no yeah. longer doing that. I'm like, what is the deal? What was the coupon? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what was the fucking deal? Was it like a two for one? What yeah. was it? Erase, um, erase both parents. That you have, there was one guy sitting there, I think, with a bowling trophy. Yes, something there like that. There was a woman sitting there with a box of of like a dog bone and a dog bowl. Yep. So it's like the idea of like what are people paying to forget? They're paying to erase pain. Erase well, yes, pain. Yes, I erase, love that. Yes, yes, I love the idea that yes. uh, Kirsten Dunst again is on the yeah. phone and says, no, you can't do the treatment three times within a year. No, well, we just can't do that. And then flash forward to Tom Wilkinson saying, well, it basically is brain damage. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, not anything more than a heavy night of drinking. Yeah. You know, so like, you know, it just like all of these little layers peppered in about this grander scheme of things wrapped in this. Um, just I don't again, I hate to qualify it, a dysfunctional love story. Um, oh, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it, the thing is, it, I think it's sort of like you say that we're all kind of fucked up, uh, is that, is that, you know, I think it's, I think it's the perfect love story because I think all, I think all love stories are basically dysfunctional on some level and we just convince ourselves to overlook that, you know, it's it's fine. Great, great line, great line of dialogue. Uh, you're really nice. God, I have to stop saying that. And then later she says, I don't need nice. I don't need myself to be it. And I don't need anyone else to be it at me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, just there's great fucking dialogue in this, but it's so rich. Um, and that's again, I, it really speaks to why, you know, we haven't covered. I, maybe we have. I don't know. Sometimes we cover some movies and I've picked them and I'm like, why the fuck did we talk about that? It's like bubblegum. This is one of those movies where it's like, you literally, like you've done, you can go back to this movie after a year, five years, 10 years. You're going to see something new. You're going to see something. You're going to experience something you didn't the first time. Um, this is this is one of those movies I like to watch. And I hadn't. So thank you for picking it uh, for this podcast as kind of an audible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, things. yeah. We would have eventually gotten to this. We would have gotten sure. to it anyway. But, you know, as an audible, like, 
you know, and just like it's winter a lot in this movie, so yeah, you know, that's the, the thing about it is perfect pick. This was a perfect hard pick. It's, it's a hard uh, pick for me right now because uh, uh, while I love this movie, um, right now, and and it'll probably uh, devolve a little bit eventually that'll wear off a little bit but now i kind of hate watching this movie i mean i mm-hmm. love it i love watching it but it mm-hmm. is such a reminder i mean you like the lines of like sure. nice nice i don't need nice that's almost a direct quote from my third ex-wife to me oh, you know i mean yeah. i mean there's yeah. so many that's why i did yeah. i identify so strongly with this story because i for all intents and purposes lived this story right and but that's you're, hard you know, and that's hard an, to watch uh, from from an outside perspective someone who's known you for a very long time i i really feel like you embody a lot of both of the characters oh, that's fair you know so i just you don't you haven't yeah. changed your hair color in a long time so that's cool that's good you don't have tips I don't have so that. I did. I did. Good. I did. I did that's that good. once in college. Okay, I did it once I in college. Yeah, yeah. That was in college. My sister no, did it because like, she was going know, to cosmetology school. But, but yes, but you do. You have that thing. I mean, you have that thing in. You have that Clementine in you. Yeah, you, you yeah I think we do. You know that, right? Yes, like, of course I do. Yeah, yes, okay, yeah, right, yeah. right. I have that in me a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like. You know, I also, I think I would lean more towards Joel, 100%. Oh, I'm totally more Joel. Leave me I'm, alone. Let me blend into the background. See, I'm I not that. Like being at I'm parties. really not like that. I don't like being at parties. I don't know anyone here. I don't even want to talk to anyone here. I know two people here, and they're busy with everyone else. Fuck, leave me alone. Fuck, I'm here because I don't want to disappoint my friends. You know, yeah. So yeah. I, I think that's the cool thing, too, is like when you have these movies where, where people are such extremes um clementine joel there are they are very much extremes um we can all see parts of ourselves in them yeah and i and this is this is yeah this is why i love movies this is why i love movies and and what this movie says to me and it goes with the and this kind of goes to the heart of my triple feature picks which we'll get into in a second is is that love is not love might be blind but what love really is, is self-induced blindness. It's not like you just go blind. It's that you see these things that, oh, yeah. may, or, that may or may not work for you in, in yep. a partner. And you yep. intentionally take uh, daggers and, and, and fucking pop the orbs in your fucking yep. skull. So you, you do not. Oedipus yourself. So you do not see them. So you do not <laughs> see this shit because. Yeah. If you do see this shit, then then you have to look at yourself and say, "What the fuck is but wrong think, with me?" And, right, and, but I think I think you know. ultimately, though, I think if you if you if you do go down that path, you're probably going to spend your entire life seeing that shit in other people, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So if if what you want is companionship, if if what you want is that is that kind of uh, simpatico uh, with someone for the rest of your life, you know, it is a give and a take. Yeah. Right? How much are you willing to give and take, I think, is the question. And and when there becomes a massive imbalance, which happened to my parents, happened yeah. to a lot of people's parents, happened to you a couple of yeah. times, like, you know, it happens with all of our friends. But then there are people who, yeah, I was talking to my wife the other day and it's like, oh, no, yeah, um, yeah, she's still married to her high school sweetheart and they're fucking, you know, two kids. They're happy. The kids are grown at this point because they've been married so long. Like, they have a great life. And I'm like, what? How the 
fuck is that even possible? How is that even possible? So I think I they're think walking that around with daggers in their fucking eyes <laughs> for fifty years. Yeah, I don't permanently I don't blind. Know. I guess permanently blind. Yeah, I guess that's all perspective. I, yeah, know, it's no, all the, the, the way yeah. I put it, the way I put it is, I, I was talking to a friend, of, a mutual friend of ours, who's uh, in the process of getting a divorce, and uh, and that was one of the things I said. I said, you know, he, he, he was he was fretting over the fact that, you know, what if what if I am the cause of my relationships failing? Why? What if I am the person that's making it happen and I'm the problem? And I said, what difference does it make? And he goes, what do you mean? He says, what do you mean? I said, well, okay, let's just assume the reason all your relationships fail is you. You have two choices. Knowing that the owning that, Mm -hmm. you have two choices. Either change how you behave when you're in a relationship in a substantive way, knowing that, or don't have any more relationships. Or I guess the third one is keep having the same relationship over and over and over again, which is the Joel and Clementine thing. I said, sure. let me put it this way. I said, everybody's got to make that choice. I said, here's the thing I know about myself. I'd love to be different. But what I know about myself is that if I buy a pound of cheddar cheese, like a brick, <laughs> like a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. football size piece of brick of cheese, Give if I buy it, yeah, yeah. and I know, and I say to myself, I'm going to make this cheese last two weeks. I'm not going to eat it all. I'm going to eat a little bit here. I'm going to have one slice or maybe two pieces, and then I'm going to put it back in the fridge. The reality is I know, and I know this about myself. No matter how many times I tell myself I'm going to do better, I'm eating that whole fucking brick of cheese in one sitting. I'm going to eat the whole goddamn fucking brick of cheese. Well, and then I'll, 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 I'll therapize a minute. Who is that a problem for? Exactly. It's not a problem for anybody, but the cheese, but I always, you know, you know, I guess it's a problem for the cheese for fucking cheese. But my choice, but what I do is at the end of the day, I feel crappy that I ate this whole brick of cheese because I feel full and I can't shit for three days because I'm blocked up. So my one choice is for your colon. too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. One choice is I just say, fuck it. And I buy bricks of cheese and I wait, wait. And I look like Brendan Fraser in the fucking whale at some point. Or I just say, I'm no longer going to buy cheese. I have chosen to no longer buy buy cheese because every time I do buy some cheese, even if it's a little brick, even if it's like a little brick, I'm going to eat it one sitting. I can't help myself. Get the cubes. Dude, I did just the other day. I got like a bag of fucking cube cheese and I ate the whole fucking bag of cube cheese, which is the same as a brick of fucking cheese. even if you got a bag of the shreds, you would just you would just fistful the shreds to yourself. That is no, that is actually you'd mainline. You'd actually, mainline actually, the that's the one shreds. thing I don't do is I don't <laughs> eat raw shreds of cheese. I can't. It's too much work. Oh, Sort of drinks your favorite beverages: hot coffee, hot dogs the way you like them, ice cream. My first uh, of my triple feature. I'm gonna go with um. <laughs> Look, like I said earlier, I could have very easily gone with Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Um, we've already, I've already suggested that for someone. I created this whole spreadsheet. Yeah, did yeah. You see I did see, I did, I, I did see the spreadsheet. I did that because I created that made that me laugh. thing. Dude, it made me laugh so hard. I don't want to, re- I, tr- I want to try to not repeat. Okay. It fucks with me. I don't know. I'm just, I'm weird like that. Well, anyway. You know, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Well, well it, remi- it reminds it reminds me of uh, again. Film Spotting's been doing their their podcast for a very very fucking long for like 10, 12 years, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long they've been doing it. But they have they have a thing called the Pantheon, and it's basically movies they can no longer mention because they've mentioned them too many times. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah. So I get that. I when I saw the spreadsheet, I thought, all right, we're approaching. <laughs> now, we're now getting into. We've got enough fucking movies we've talked about that we have to now yeah. really keep track. Well, I mean, just specifically <laughs> in terms of recommendations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feet, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because I would be like. Watch the Blues Brothers with everything. Well, yes, it's a great. it's a perfect yeah. allegory for yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to fucking do that. So, <laughs> my first pick is uh, her uh, from 2013. It's written and directed by Spike Jones. It's perfect. Uh, also on that same kind God, of God, it's a good uh, movie. Quirky, fucking, very specific visual director like Michelle Gondry. Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, just a great movie about a, a, just a fucking lonely, basically like a copywriter kind of type guy. Yeah. Um, who just his, his previous relationship is fucking falling apart. He ends up getting an AI system in his house as an yep. assistant and develops a kind of a he falls in love. relationship. He with falls in love with Alexa is what he does. And I don't know. If I was alone and got to listen to Scarlett Johansson every fucking day. I uh I might be like uh Joaquin Phoenix here. Yeah. Scarlett's yeah. got a nice voice. Yeah, she know. does. Well, it's the creation. Um, what what yeah, I love about her is it's the it it is sort of that I'm going to I I'm gonna see what I wanna see yeah. because I because I need to see it. And sure. and I and, and and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna see something more human in this AI partner than can possibly exist until it does. Mm-hmm. And that's I mm-hmm. think is fascinating. I love that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, again, haven't seen it in a long time, basically since it came out. I think I got a screener of it that year, uh, and I loved it. It's See, I watched, I, I, actually, like, I actually watched her, um, I want to say like six weeks ago. Yeah, see, uh, yeah. But the reason I watched like, the reason I watched it is that I'm 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 you know I've told you this before I'm per- I'm putting together a list of twenty movies that I consider perfect perfect yeah. films and right. and, and it's becoming, writing the forward yeah it's 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 becoming quite the fucking project because for every film that I see I think oh maybe this is just a little bit better of that yeah. version of this yeah. And when I was because because Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind is absolutely on the list of perfect sure. films, okay. and so but I watched her to say is her better? Is it more perfect? Yeah. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. know. So yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love mm-hmm. that movie. It's a great movie. Great yeah, movie. Great, great movie. Uh, and then you know <laughs> another thing, and I don't know if you saw this on the list on the notes that we. Oh, had. I didn't. Yeah, I had Wall Street on there. The Oliver Stone's Wall Street. Yeah, 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 yeah. For this, I, fuck, dude, I fucking looked at that the other day. I'm like, what in the stoned hell did I fucking write Wall Street oh. on this note for? And I think it was, I think it was a visceral kind of reaction to the the at the time kind of twee feeling I was getting from Eternal Sunshine. And I was like, I want something fucking mean and nasty and fuck you. You don't get shit, movie. So that's why I think I put Wall Street. Oh, oh, that, oh yes, yes. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> pretty yeah. pretty I, sure I did that. But no, I like this trace better. In lieu of that, I am going to go with another not very heartwarming fucking film about relationships. Nope, none of them are. 
2010's Blue Valentine. Yeah. Written, Jesus. Uh, directed by Derek C. in France, uh, written by Derek and Joey Curtis and Cami Delavine, starring uh, my boyfriend, Ryan Gosling. That's it. I knew. Uh, I knew. One of the most. One of the most solid fucking modern actresses up there with Natalie Portman, uh, Michelle Williams, just phenomenal fucking actress. Um, who knew fucking Dawson's Creek, right? Was she on Dawson's Creek? I think she was on Dawson's I Creek. Think that, I think like that's that. right. I think who that's the right. fuck knew a WP actor could become? Uh, she's just fucking phenomenal. Anyway, um, this movie, ha- <clears throat> it's a dual timeline uh, story. Uh-huh. Which is another reason why I picked it with Eternal Sunshine. Um, it's about the rise and fall of a relationship. Uh, and it happens, both timelines happen as you're watching the film. Yeah, it's 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 really good, really well it's done, really it's good. Fucking heartbreaking. The music is phenomenal. It has that, um, it has that gritty kind of on the street feel that Eternal Sunshine has. Yeah, yeah, uh, in, yeah. In a lot of ways, um, yeah, it's uh, just a beautiful. Again, I've seen this movie maybe two times because this is this is like Deer Hunter, right? Like this is one of those yeah. movies where it's like it's so hard to watch. It's so fucking gut wrenching and heartbreaking. It, it is like, terrible. Yeah, I can't. I can't go through that movie too many times. So, I will recommend it. Uh, so, what's the order? It, please go watch it. So, what's the um, order? I would go. I would go. Her, and then I would go Blue Valentine. Yeah, and then I would go Eternal Sunshine. I think that's a good because a by good. the time you get to Eternal Sunshine, you want to wipe the memory. You want to kill yourself. Fucking relationships. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, All right, man. My yeah. first, my first of my triple feature is uh, yeah. Jonathan Dayton Valley Ferris, written by Zoe Kazan. Uh, what what year is this? Two thousand twelve, I think. Two thousand twelve. Yeah. Ruby yeah. Sparks. Yeah, Ruby yeah, Sparks, Sparks, a novelist, Paul Dano. Struggling with writer's blocks, finds romance in the most unusual way by creating a female character he thinks will love him, then willing her into existence, which I think, I think all of us have done with all of our partners. Um, they, they didn't exist before we met them. We met them. We created them. And then we get surprised when they're not actually who we created. Why aren't you following my rules? I wanted you to do things what I want. I wanted you to be the way you're the manic trick. You're this person because I saw you that way. How dare you be different? Yeah. Okay. And then, and then my second one is um, not really one of my favorite movies, but I, but I, I enjoyed watching it several times during Mm. the four months when my wife was just 25 feet away, having sex with people um, in Vegas um, it is Scott Neustadter's and Michael Weber's, uh, directed by Mark Webb, 500 Days of Summer. After being yeah. dumped by the girl he believes to be his soulmate, Zoe Sentinel, jo- Jordan mm-hmm. Gers- Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, reflects on the relationship to try and figure out where things went wrong and how he can win her back. And one of the things that I love about this yeah. movie in terms of a triple feature is this mm-hmm. is completely nonlinear. This, this, okay. this, it is, comp- it is, it is, it is a manic pixie dream girl fantasy, yeah. but his recall, his recalling of it is completely nonlinear. It just kind of jumps all over the place and you figure out by the end. And then again, just like me, um, you know, he's, he's, his heart is, he's finally come to grips with it. Like I, that summer is no longer to be with him. And she, she, it just wasn't going to work. And he's just like, Oh, I'm devastated, but I'm finally going to get over it. And then the last scene of the movie is he's, 
He sees a girl. She shows him interest. He's like, oh boy. So, uh, what's your name? She says, Autumn. Autumn. Oh fuck, man. <laughs> you know, okay. I, you know. I've never. I haven't seen either of these two. Movies. Oh my god, it's this good. is not. See, this is the thing. That's what's funny about Eternal Sunshine, right? Like, I think I got turned on to Eternal Sunshine because of the filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Carrey had already done a bunch of cool work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked. Uh, 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 fuck. I just drew a blank on her name. Clementine. Oh, uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet, Jesus, fuck me. Um, I think I saw Titanic like three times in the theater. I was one of those people. Yeah, I just, yeah. Like, wept every time. Um, like really was into that shit. And this is not my genre at all. Yeah, the like, dark. At all. The no, dark. No, no. Yeah, no. see, I like the for, dark. I'm down for rom-coms. Like fucking Harry Met Sally. Like I'm down for. You haven't had you but haven't I had enough dark, me. broken relationships to oh, truly appreciate. I, it. I have. I just don't. You have. Them. Well, you've I had, had them. You've, I had them wiped. I well, you. There you go. You've had a few. You've so, had a few. But yeah, uh, sure you have one of my business cards over there somewhere. There you go. Don't there talk you go. About them anymore. Yeah. And the um, order. The order that yeah, I would we'll watch be, them yeah. in. It would yeah. be. It would be uh, Ruby Sparks. Five hundred days of summer and eternal All sunshine right. of the spotless mind. Yeah. 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 Word. 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 Again. Wipe all the relationships at the end. <laughs> exactly. Get them all gone. <laughs> because, dude, I mean, doesn't like Lars and the Real Girl does fit in this? Yeah, category, it, it totally right? fits like, in this. Yeah, it totally fits. Love fits. In fits this totally. It's you know just. I mean? like, it's just. You could have an entire fucking month of these movies if you really wanted to, dude. I, I and I, I don't. Think I had bad. I had four months of these movies. Four months oh, as I was oh, waiting God. to get out of Vegas. Trust me. God. Four months oh. of these fucking movies. All I did. And and is and, and, and right. How much? And how much bullet whiskey stock did you buy in those four months? Oh, dude, dude, I, you know, they're, they're, you know, their CEO got a pool, got a swimming pool. Christ, I love you. I'm glad you made it. In terms of Trailer Geek, I was looking for something I hadn't seen, um, but sounded appealing. And again, yeah. one of the, I love this idea, and I and I love Nick Cage. So here is yeah. here is my Trailer Geek. Why does the zebra look the way it does? So embarrassing. Hey, focus. Is this how it went? No, it's different now. Oh, you've been on my mind recently. Yeah. Because you keep popping up in my dreams. You don't do anything, you're just there. So, this specific person, the remarkable nobody, I've also had that experience. Do you have a picture? Have you been dreaming about me? Have I been dreaming about you? Yeah. There's like a hundred messages. Somebody wants to interview me. This is strange. Maybe you should take a minute and think before you do anything drastic. Why me? Uh, I don't know. I'm special, I guess. How does it feel to go viral? Who's actually had a dream about me? Getting me, but I'm going to have nightmares. I wish I was the one people were dreaming about. Me too. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's something. How's he dealing with all this? We're not even the type of people that like attention, you know. You think other people are seeing you naked? Maybe thousands. Mm. 
I hope I'm behaving through your dreams. Oh, no, you're not. So I'm finally cool, huh? I didn't say that. You hear that, Janet? She's saying I'm a cool dad. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> really feel like you're playing with fire here. Dad, please help me! I'm not actually doing anything to them. You know, fame can come with some less desirable side effects. You should be prepared for that. Maybe we should cool this thing off. What? What do you mean? It's embarrassing. Which part? You're a dream to me, I guess I'll see you in my dreams. So of course not. This is an A24 film, Dream Scenario. It stars Nicolas Cage as a man who suddenly is populating everybody else's dreams. He, like everybody knows him because he's in their dreams. Not ever do, not most, for, for, not really doing anything. He's just in their fucking dreams. <laughs> there. Just there. And, and I love, I love that idea. It's so fucking weird. <sighs> And yeah, I gotta, and I, I gotta see it. Well, and I just, uh, yeah, fucking, just to be punny a little bit, it looks like the dream turns into a nightmare. It, well, of course it does. Fucking point. Well, of like, course it and does. It's beautiful. I love yeah, it. I yeah, love it. Yeah. It's great. And Nicolas Cage, look, I love he the guy. Has been he has since his since the onset, it's just been so fucking bizarre and quirky and doing some really, really interesting work. oh shit yeah all along the way look he he is kind of the definition of one for them one for me yeah right in terms of like the art versus the commerce that he's done and the the commerce he's done has made a ton of money ton of money so mm -hmm. like the guy is you know and he's quirky as fuck he's got a he's got a a, a pyramid in uh, vegas fucking tomb so right right yeah okay. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah guy you know guy's fucking quirky but you think about something like this. You think about something like Pig. Yeah, Pig was that he so did, good. You know, so um, good. just some Mandy. Of the fucking Mandy. Ugh. Some of the work that he's doing is just so fucking cool. And yeah. it makes me sad because I saw on social media the other day that he's kind of done with films. Uh, that's what he says. We'll see what happens. I know people make these announcements all the time, but. Um, yeah, Nicolas Cage, I, I will literally see him. I've watched him in garbage. Oh, yeah. That's just streaming garbage. Just shit. And I'm like, oh, Nicolas Cage is in it? Let me watch it. I'm in. It's I'm in. fucking trash. Oh, yeah. And he's not good in it. But it doesn't matter. Um, Still Nick Cage. I don't fucking care because it affords him these kinds of opportunities. And I love it. I love yep. it. I can't yep. wait to see this movie. This movie looks great. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's already out. Is it? I have not seen it, so I'm in Kansas. What I the fuck am I going to I feel like I looked up. I, I did look up for our fucking spreadsheet. I looked up um, release dates, and it looks like this is kind of out there already. So All right. anyone listening, like, please go find it. Uh, yeah, yeah find Dream Scenario, because I'm going to find fucking, it. Yeah, it looks find amazing. It. Yeah. All right. And then, and um, you know, your, then your there's pick. mine. Here's yours, and I loved yours. I'm glad you picked it, because if you hadn't picked it, I would have. Whatever you have to do. However long it takes. Promise me you'll find your way home. Furiosa. 
Give me this promise. Furiosa and Mad Max Max Saga. Yeah, I, I, I can't I, I can't wait to see this movie because I love Anya Taylor Joy. I think she's super hot and super talented. I am a little concerned. I hope they do something with CGI to fix uh, uh, Hemsworth's right. fucking nose, his prosthetic Relax. nose. Relax. Everybody bitched Looks about terrible. the CGI. Everybody bitched about the CGI for Fury Road before it came out, and all of everything was fine. I just want the nose I, to be fixed. I, do I don't not, care. Fix the fucking I nose. Do not worry about George Miller delivering a very fine picture. Oh, I at agree. All. I agree. At all. Well, not you know the, the the thing is, you know not the in movie the world that he you know, created. Well, you know what the George Miller the thing is that my favorite George Miller film has nothing to do with not Mad happy, Max. Not happy. Is it Happy Feet? No, it it's feet? thousand okay. a thousand years of longing. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the a genius. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful yeah. movie. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah. This I look. You know, this guy's a, I, I love him. I was a fan of Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. I thought the other, I thought the other man, man they were, they were fine. They were fine. They were interesting. They were very much of their time. It yeah. felt like dual meets uh, fucking, I don't even know, but like they were fine. Mad Max Fury road for me. And look, I knew a dude in it. I uh, played one of the, what are those? What are the boys? What are the yeah. boys called? The white, yeah. the white painted guys, whatever. Um, so I was excited to see it, to see him in it. Um, but like, just seeing the 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 kind of the that visual world building storytelling like like people outside of like George Lucas and the Marvel movies like you don't really get to get away with that you shit yeah and like more fucking this guy does it and mm-hmm. he does it really fucking well Fury Road was an 
hour and 45 minute car chase movie. Yeah. And it's a um, great movie. I, it's I on my list. This. It's on Fury Road is on my list of potentially list of perfect oh, yeah. films. Oh, yeah. It's so fucking good. And we will talk about this in yeah. 2024. Oh yeah. Uh, Fury Road. Fury Road. We will yeah. Talk about yeah. hundred percent. And well, the we'll thing I like about movie. what I like about judge Miller is he's one of those few directors that as he continues to work, each movie gets a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing that I really enjoy because a lot of directors, yeah. you either hit that point and you just tread water or you, you never hit that point or whatever. I really feel like, as old as he get, has gotten, he just keeps making better and better films. And so I have high hopes for Furiosa because I think uh, it's going to be at least as good, so if not better, than Fury Road. And Fury Road is a fucking revelation. So, right. right. Yeah. 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 It's so fucking good. All right. That's and that's it. the show. That's All right. Got. So for next yeah. week, we are going to recap the year of trailer geeks. We are going to see which ones we watched, which ones we just avoided and both which of those that we watched, which ones were turds and which one were gold. Yeah. And I think we have something. What is it? We have 30, what is it? 38 movies. It's like something like that. Yeah. It's like something like that. We we had a break. We had a, we had a break in the middle because of uh, the strike, but uh, we still have plenty Plenty of things. Uh, any any hints? You want to give me any hints on your uh, on your least favorite? Yeah, let me. I mean, let me look through. I just look through the list real fast because there were some real shit bombs in here that I picked. So I'm well, dude, very disappointed in myself, dude. I will one, tell you this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, I will I, tell you this. Um, I'm I'm hesitant to ever pick TV again. If only because of fucking history of the world part two. Yep, thank you. Um, which I will admit right off the fucking bat in this episode, I got through one episode and said, fuck you, I'm not revisiting that. So I don't give a shit. There could be 20 episodes and number 19 and 20 could be fucking brilliant. I don't care. I'm done. That sucked. And to I'll me, that. my oh. pick that was just like a, it was like a splash of uh, diarrhea shit into my mouth. Oh, no. Yeah. Was, uh, was uh, The Flash. God, I oh. wanted to like that. I so much wanted oh. to like that movie and I hated, yeah. hated it so fucking bad. I hated everything about that movie. That movie just made okay. me angry and I wanted to hurt. I wanted to run around the room and punch children and kick dogs. <laughs> oh, right, so bad. Which which one did you love? We don't have to talk about why. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one that I loved, and you throw one that you loved. Go, right. go first. Yeah, the movie that I well, I've got three of my best, but the yeah, movie that fine. I will I will one. say the the movie that I think that I loved the most of the year out of those things was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. All right, All I right. fucking loved that movie. I uh, I right. loved everything about it. God bless. I, it's on Disney, so I'll have to. Yeah, I'll, I'll do my best in the next. A couple. What is it? You should watch the first. You should watch the first two to my because it's got an emotional. I've I've seen. Hold on. I've seen the other two. Okay. All right. I've seen them. Okay. Then you can watch. I'm already there. I'm. Yeah. 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 Um, my kind of. I I I loved your pinball movie, man. It wasn't it good, dude. I loved it. I was on. I was on the airplane back from New York. I was not. I was just like, oh, it's here. Oh fuck! Like, let me check it out, dude. What a sweet. Super lovely movie, indie, yeah, fucking sweetheart of a film. Oh my god! All right, yeah, that's it. I won't say anymore. All right, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Rock and roll, rock and roll, buddy.